February 9, 2023. We're in Masechet Betzah. If you count from the bottom up, it's three lines up, <coughs> just a few words before the end of the line. The Gemara says, Itmar. It was said in the Midrash of the Emoraim. Shenei Yamim Tobim Shel Rosh Hashanah. We've been dealing with uh, two other circumstances, which are somewhat similar. Two days of holy days, one after the other. Shabbat, Yom Tob, Yom Tob, and Shabbat. And alternatively, Two days of Yom Tov, that was what we dealt with yesterday. But what about two days of Rosh Hashanah? Is that a different status with regards to A, how we envision it, and in turn, B, how we practice, how we observe and understand the Isurim that are in place or not? Shenei Yamim Tovim Shal Rosh Hashanah, Rav Ushmuel da Amre Tarvayhu, both Rav and the Emora Shemuel, their opinion was, Tere in Aramaic means two, Tarvayhu means the two of them, they both, had the following opinion, Nolda beze asura beze. If there's a betah shenolda biyom tov rishon shel rosh hashanah, it's not permitted on the second day, it's asura on the second day. That's different than shenei yamim tobim. Whereas if you have yom tov rishon and you're living outside of Israel and yom tov sheni afterwards, as we mentioned in the last sugya, we're envisioning that as shete kedushot, two separate entities, a 24-hour period followed by another 24-hour period. And as a result, lahalacha, Rav told us by shenei yamim tobim shel galiot, nolda bezo, muteret bezo. If there was an egg which was born on the first day, although prohibited on that day, it's permitted on the second day, as we discussed yesterday and the day beforehand. The understanding in that statement of Rav is such that if the first day is actually Yom Tob, so then the second day is Hol. We might practice it as Yom Tob, but it's Hol, and as a result, the egg is permitted. If alternatively, the second day is the actual Yom Tob, it means that the, the egg was born on the first day, which was not Yom Tob. Either way you look at it, according to Rav, by Shenei Yamim Tobim Shel Galuyot, it's permitted that egg on the second day. Over here, however, Rav, together with his counterpart, uh, Shemuel states that Anolda Bezo, Asura Bezo, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. Opposite of Rav Yehuda, who was in we will encounter several opinions on this matter. Yeah, but not a not Tanaim per se. Rav Yehuda, and so the Rav Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is a Tana. We'll have to deal with it. We'll have to deal with that opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. But for our purposes right now, again, as I mentioned, it's a mahloket. So already we're going to have to challenge. We're going to have to deal with. But at the onset, the statement is apparently somewhat clearly. It's Kedusha Ahat. As Jesse pointed out, we saw a statement earlier which seemed to suggest otherwise, even in the context of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so Rav and Shemuel are going to have to in some way deal and address with, uh, deal with and address that matter. But the statement nonetheless is clearly their opinion is, in the halakhic terminology we've been using, Kedusha Ahat. Rosh Hashanah, though being two separate days, is envisioned as one long one. And so therefore, you can't say, well, it was born today, it'll be permitted tomorrow, no such thing. It's all today. And as a result, says the Gemara Ditnan, Rav and Shemuel themselves, Jesse, have a Mishnah that they'll point to. How so? Uh, the way it used to work, says the Mishnah, speaking historically, Mishnah in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they would accept the witnesses for Kiddush HaChodesh, for establishing the first of the month, 
with regards to Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, which is not only Rosh Chodesh, it's Rosh Shana as well. Kol Hayom, they'd accept witnesses from morning until evening, irrespective of when the witness would walk in, they'd establish that day, based on their testimony, as Rosh Hashanah, as Rosh Chodesh, and in turn Rosh Hashanah. So understand again the circumstance. I went to sleep on the, ninth, the 29th at night uh, beforehand, and I said to myself, to my children, to my wife, we're not certain if today is Rosh Hashanah, uh, but we're going to abstain from Melacha, we're going to treat it as a Yom Tov. We woke up in the morning, we went to, I imagine, Knis. What were our prayers and what did we do throughout the day? Keep in mind, it's Safik. And only somehow late in the afternoon, I'm really, I'm, I'm embellishing. We're talking about Bisman Shabbat HaMikdash Kayam. But uh, late in the afternoon, witnesses uh, arrive. Uh, that's, that's quite an interesting situation. It means that now retroactively, I realize that the day was Rosh Hashanah. Okay, but that's what they would even do. Try, try. That's right, that's right. You'd have to start with Yisur Melacha from the night before. Oh, well, that being the case, what specifically was problematic in Nihug uh, Yisrael Bamikdash was the following. Pa'amahat one time, Nishtahu ha'edim lavo v'nitkalkelu ha'levi'im bashir. What occurred was, in this circumstance, the witnesses came so late, they came after what's called Tamid Shel Ben Harbaim, the second of the two communal korbanot that the Kohanim would bring on a daily basis in the Mikdash. And the way it worked, as Rashi fills in the gaps for us, is uh, they would, uh, the Levim would, at the time of the sacrifice and the uh, nisuch, the libation of each of those two sacrifices, the Levim would be singing songs. They'd be singing what we call Shir Shel Yom. Oh no, on the morning one, even when it was a safik, an uncertainty whether today is Rosh Hashanah or not, what they would do is they would say Shir Shel Yom Shel Chol. All the time. That was the, sta- that was the standard practice. There was no change. It wouldn't change anything. Right. In other words, even if the witnesses came before him, they'd still be doing Shir Shel Yom Shel Chol mourning as a result of this circumstance because they realized we won't necessarily, we oftentimes won't know in the morning that it is the status of Rosh Hashanah. The morning Shir Shel Yom was always the standard weekday Shir Shel Yom. The afternoon one, though, when they'd bring the Tamid Shel Ben Hardaim, it's then that you'd turn to the Levim and you'd be hearing them singing the specific Shir Shel Yom for Rosh Hashanah. Now what happened was, since the witnesses came after that, Nitkalkelu, there was a mistake in the song of the Levim. We saw this as a travesty. We saw this as something tragic. You're supposed to be doing the worship in the Mikdash, the service of God, in the absolute perfect fashion. You made a mistake because of the procedures that you put into place. The Hachamim Shebe'oto Hador will understand were concerned. We maybe need to stop accepting witnesses after Tamid Shel Ben Harbaim. Says the, says the Mishnah, The establishment was that the witnesses would only be accepted, only be met with by the Betin until Minha. Again, the fear was if we accept them after Minha, there'll be a good testimony, and retroactively we'll understand that the Levim saying the wrong Shir Shel Yom. Well, keep in mind, the day is going to be established by them. So it's not the wrong day. It's in your mind the wrong day. It's in reality, halachically speaking, right. not the wrong day, right? It's the right day. Uh, so, 
They sang on that particular day the Shir Shel Hol, which was a kilkul, which was a mistake, because the witnesses arrived afterwards. They accepted these witnesses afterwards and now said, oh my goodness, we sang the wrong song. That was something which depressed them. And I, I, I wish I could say the same about myself. There's been times that in the morning, Shir Shel Yom, I realized the next day, my goodness, wasn't paying attention to the Hazan, and I said the wrong Shir Shel Yom. I should be probably getting depressed. I mean, they made a full takana because of that. I understand the difference between myself and Levim Bamikdash, but still. Anyway, statement here in the Gemara, in the Mishnah is the Takana was Shelo Yuhum Mekabelin Etaidim El Adhamincha. What would happen? What would happen in a circumstance, situation where the witnesses did arrive? Right, they traveled. I said, I know you don't want to accept us. I know it's against procedure, but listen, we saw the moon. We're ready to testify. We got stuck in traffic. That's why we're not here earlier. I understand the problem. What, what are you going to do now? It means you're in a circumstance, a situation which is fascinating. It means Betin is looking at witnesses who are prepared, and we all know that prepared to testify that today is Rosh Hashanah. However, we're not going to accept them. We have a takara, we won't listen to you. So it means, back to Nathan's point, is today Rosh Hashanah or not? Well, hard to tell. On the one hand, you know, quote unquote, it is if we would let these witnesses open their mouth. We're not going to allow them to open their mouth. What would we do with regards to uh, observance of the day? We tell them, come back tomorrow morning. We don't even need them at this point, because now we know that the establishment of the, of the month is going to be a full one. Those are the critical words. The establishment was such that if the witnesses only arrived after Minha, we continued, keep in mind, we had been until then, accepting this day with Isur Melacha. We were treating this day as a holy day until then, because we were uncertain whether the witnesses would come or not. The witnesses are going to come tomorrow. We continued our practice entirely and completely as Kodesh. And the next day as well, of course, would be observed as Rosh Hashanah's Kodesh. They it did Kodesh until, well, it's not Nihug Kodesh, we're talking about Isu Melacha. Oh, What's that? That's right, that's the, that's the statement of the Mishnah. Even though we... Tamid Shel Ben Harbaim, more specifically the Nisuch during Tamid Shel Ben Harbaim. Yeah. We, you, you we, we, we continued keeping it as Kodesh, and of course we're going to the next day have Kodesh as well. So we now, says Nathan, have no Sefeqa de Yomah. In the circumstance where the witnesses arrived and we kept them quiet, it's quote, uh, to a certain extent, people look at this, looks funny. I mean, there's no longer a safik. And I was, initially, I was keeping this day, not doing melacha, as I told you, I turned to my wife and children when we went to sleep. Was, Guys, we don't know what the status of today is, so we're gonna follow the rabbis who told us abstain because there might be. But there's no there might be any longer. We're finished with Minha in the Mikdash. You finished Minha in the Mikdash, it's no longer clearly going to be accepted as Rosh Hashanah. Why are you continuing to observe this as Rosh Hashanah? That's the proof of Rav and Shimuel that the Takana of the Hachamim was that on Rosh Hashanah, we're accepting these two days of 
kedusha, not as two separate entities. Each one, I'm uncertain whether this is Kodesh or that one's Kodesh. No, sir, it's one. The fact that even after having full knowledge that tomorrow is the day on which we're going to, for all intents and purposes, practice the Rosh Hashanah, and know because of the witnesses, to a certain extent, you don't need the witnesses any longer, but that's the day of Rosh Hashanah. But why are we continuing this day? Clearly, that's Kedusha Ahat. Clearly, the continued observance of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, even at a point in time where we know we won't accept witnesses to establish that day as the only day of Rosh Hashanah, designates, makes clear to us that there's Kedusha Ahat. That's the proof of Rav and Shemuel. What's that? That's where they got this from. We're going to have to deal with that a little bit. At this point, the answer is yes. Uh, the Gemara is going to have a funny line in the middle about this. The Gemara is even going to have a, a lingering question when all is said and done, which won't happen all today. But yes, that's, of course, uh, Jesse already points out, the fact that in Israel, Rosh Hashanah is two days already, kind of lends itself to us understanding Kedusha Ahat. Why else are they keeping two days if there's no Sefeqa de Yoma over there? This is not only about the egg anymore, now it's about... Well, again, the ramification, uh, you know, I, I don't have the best way to, to, to articulate this. The way to show the status is by putting it to, to a test. What's the test? The egg. Throughout, it wasn't only about the egg. You know what I'm saying? It's grander, it's greater. Like, you know, to, to put it on a much smaller level, it's what do I explain to my children? How do I, walking into this day, understand what this day is really all about? A ramification is the egg. A ramification as well, if you recall, was the eruv tehumin. You'll have many ramifications. Beyond those, you'll have ramifications as well. And, you know, don't go too far. Don't go to, you know, too far on this one. But we have more leniencies when it comes to Yom Tob Sheni, Shel Galuyot. If it was Kiddushah hot, not really. If it's Shete Kiddushot, I say, well, this was only because of Sifika Dioma, and I'm only observing this because of Minhaga Votenu Biyadenu. So ultimately speaking, I'm not permitting, but the Makom, you know, whatever, I'll, I have more permissibility. So that's also. Yeah, no question. This is all greater and grander than eggs, but eggs are the way that we test this. Anyway, says the Gemara over here. Um, uh, so again, Vimbao Aidimina Minhal the Ma'ala said the Mishnah, no agino to Ayom Kodesh, Lumahad Kodesh. Amar Rabba, now, uh, a dissenting opinion. Uh, either tweaking the statement of Rav and Shemuel, or it seems disagreeing with them, because Rav and Shemuel were talking about even their day, and Rabbah will suggest, well, you're after a certain point in time, and after that point in time, all changed. Statement of Rabbah, in response again to Rav and Shemuel is, I'll accept your claim. That's Bismach Bet Mikdash During the time of the Mikdash, you can look at the procedure of the rabbis with regards to acceptance of the witnesses, the practice of the people, that even though they weren't accepting, they were still continuing to observe that day as Kodesh and the next day Kodesh, I can accept. Yeah, that's what makes sense in terms of understanding what was. However, there was a rabbi, his name was Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai is a rabbi whom we learned about in Masechet Rosh Hashanah and several Mishnayot. He spanned the generations of the Mikdash and the destruction of the Mikdash. Living after the destruction of the Mikdash, we learned about several takanot that he made, several, um, several enactments so that the people would always remember the Mikdash, so that we'd be striving toward the rebuilding of the Mikdash. Here's another one of 
those Misheharav Bet Mikdash. After the destruction of Mikdash, an individual, Rabban Yohanan Ben Zakai, who's a transitional uh, um, figure, he's a person, he's a rabbi who led the people during the end of and beginning of after the uh, destruction of Mikdash. Misheharav Bet Mikdash, Hitkin Rabban Yohanan Ben Zakai, Sheyehum Mikabelin Edutach Chodesh Kol Hayom. Now this is not so much to remember the Mikdash, but it is very practical in nature. Keep in mind, the only reason that that Betin would not accept the witnesses, I mean, I mean, how the Ma'ala was because of the song of the Levim. Well, if we don't have a song of the Levim because there's no longer a Mikdash, there's no reason not to accept witnesses. If that's the case, now claims Rabbah, we weren't accepting, we were accepting witnesses throughout the day. It means you'll never find yourself the claim again of Rabbah in a situation where we'll be keeping two days of Rosh Hashanah without some sort of safik. In other words, if I'm living in Israel, if I'm living in a place that's close to where the Betin is establishing what day is Rosh Chodesh, I'll know with full certainty today is Rosh Chodesh, tomorrow's not. And as a result, my observance of today will be Kodesh, and tomorrow will not be. If I'm living far away from that, like here, like anywhere outside of Israel, long travel, long distance of travel, then I'll be observing two days of Rosh Hashanah only because I'm uncertain. It's a sifik which means to say I'll no longer have a reality of Kiddushah I'll no longer have a situation where with full certainty we know, quote, which day is the real one, but we're still keeping both of them to make clear to us that they're all one. I never have such a thing any longer. If I'm not accepting the witnesses, I have such a reality. In the time of the Mikdash, the Takana that we mentioned, they knew that the witnesses were here today, but we're only accepting them for tomorrow. Why are you continuing today? We made one large unit. After the Zman Shabbat Mikdash Kayam, after the Horban, the destruction, you're accepting witnesses until the evening. You accepted the witness right before sunset. What were you effectively saying? You're saying, today is Rosh Hashanah, and tomorrow, have a good day, go back to work, and, and, and go on with your lives. You're never going to have a Kiddushah Hat any longer. That's the counterclaim of Rabbah. So again, says the Gemara, that Rabbah, in response to Rav and Shemuel, says, Mitakanat Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai ve'elach, Muteret, the Betsashi no da bezos, Muteret bezot, itnan, Mishaharabet, Mitashi, Kinar, Banyo Hanam, and Zakashi, Yumika Beline, Duta Hodesh, Kol Hayom. It means that effectively in Israel, it'll be very often a one-day Rosh Hashanah, if you take this to its logical conclusion, although there's a debate about what Rabbah means, Rashbah and others, but it's the most simple interpretation. And outside of Israel, it'll be two days but two days just like on every other holiday, just like Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. The Manhag Avotenu B'yadenu is again only by Shnei Yamim Tobim Shal Rosh Hashanah. Excuse me, Shnei Yamim Tobim Shal Galuyot. It's not in this context. They've never had such a thing. Okay, keep in mind, because Bizman Shabbat Mekdash Kayam, they had two days, which was Kedushah Hat. So there was no Minhag Avotenu of being Shedeh Kedushot Mishum Sefeka to a certain extent. Amale, but, 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 but you have a claim, nonetheless. In different. Say it again. Right. No, no, it's not, it's not two days because we're uncertain. It's two days because we're observing it as Chodesh Haser, the first one. So we're saying that it's day 30 and day 31 afterwards. 
Well, it happens to be it's not, ever. Um, but furthermore, there's never a suffix. When we keep today, two days, it's not because we have a suffix any longer. Anyway, says the Gemara over here, Amale Abaye, Abaye responds to Rabbah, Veharavu Shmuel, Damret Harvayu, Betsasura. So the response of Abaye to Rabbah is, what are you talking about? Rabbah, you're negating the statement of Rav and Shmuel, which you're allowed to, but I don't understand. Did you really respond to Rav and Shmuel? Your claim effectively is that from Horban, it's Shete Kedushot. Their claim, or their statement was, that it's Kedusha Ahat. Their statement was, Betzah on day one of Rosh Hashanah, Zasura on day two. According to you, Rabbi, it should not be so. So I said, Rabbi, is that really your question? You know, Lehavdil, I made a statement, and you told me that my colleague, Rabbi, I have a, a, a knockout question on you. Yeah, what's that? Your friend said differently. Happens. I mean, I'd like to say that I agree with all my friends, but sometimes I disagree both in halakha and politics and decisions and all that sort of stuff. It's not a question. I'd like to hear his logic. I'd like to understand where he's coming from. But what type of response is that? Abaye turns to Rabbah. But wait a second. Rav and Shemuel Dabret of Amar says Abaye Aminalach Ana Rabban Yohanan Ben Zakai. I'm coming from a Mishnah. I'm talking about Rabban Yohanan Ben Zakai. I'm tapping back into several hundred years ago. Ve'at, and you, Abaye, your claim, your question on me is, Amarta Ali, Rav Shmuel? You're asking me from Rav and Shemuel? I walk into the class, I say, the Gemara Mefuresh, it says that X, Y, Z is Asur. I say, yeah, but your friend says Mutar. My my friend says Mutar. We'll have to ask him why he says so, but I'm quoting the Gemara. Just, you know, we're back in the time of the Gemara. Says, Rabbah, I'm quoting a Mishnah. You're quoting my contemporary, you're quoting Rav and Shemuel. I mean, that's not really going to hurt me all that much. In turn, says the Gemara, in truth, yeah, he's got a claim. Rabbah has a Mishnah. Rabbah was citing from Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. That's why he determined Shetei Kedushot. How do Rav and Shemuel explain that? How do Rav and Shemuel, who maintain the stringent opinion, the Humrah, the Noda Bezo, Asura Bezo, the Kedusha Hat vision, the understanding that Rosh Hashanah is a 48-hour period, not a 24 and a 24. How do they explain that? According to Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, there was potentially times, or should be times, where you just keep one day of Rosh Hashanah. No such thing. I thought it's a 48-hour period. La Kashya says, the Gemara, this doesn't pose a difficulty. Ha'lan the Gemara will have those words from time to time. Lan means lanu, lehu means to them. The suggestion, without full logic being spelled out, suggestion of the Gemara for Rav and Shemuel is that this matter would be split between lan, us, we residing in Galut, in Babel, and they, the, them, living in Eretz Yisrael. The suggestion in turn goes like this, yes, Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai, from the destruction of the Mikdash, effectively established in the land of Israel, you can accept the witnesses throughout that first day, and therefore, you'll have one day holiday, and if you have a two day holiday, it's because you weren't certain on the first day whether witnesses would come. But that's only, that's short. There's no such thing as a 48 hour period in the land of Israel. Outside of the land of Israel? Well, keep in mind, we still don't really know when the witnesses are coming. We're always, one second charge, we're always gonna keep two days. If we're always keeping two days, 
why are we keeping two days? Did the reality change or did we just continue marching with the principle we had until now? Ultimately speaking, in terms of practice, nothing is changing. We're going to be keeping two days. In terms of our understanding of these two days, we're continuing what we were doing until now. It was Kedushah Ahat. The Takana, well, that's very clear already, right? In other words, in terms of accepting witnesses later in the day, it's only going to be in the land of Israel. That's where they're going to find out about it. But furthermore, the ramifications of the Takana will only apply in the land of Israel. The ramifications of the Takana are, therefore, we can establish the first day as the only day of Rosh Hashanah. And if they came the next day, so to speak, then it's two days, then it was Shetei Kedushot. Outside of Israel, you're just continuing to do the same thing, Kedushah Hat. There's no Mikdash. There's no Levi'im. Yes, Ross. In Israel. They might be, they might not be. At this juncture in the Gemara, according to Rabbah, not so clear. Rashid does not seem to say that. Rashid seems to say... When you're not in Safed, you stay in Israel. That's it. Good way to say it. But again, when you're not in Safed world, because you might be in Safed. I entered the first day of Rosh Hashanah, no witnesses came. The whole day I was keeping in the Safed. Yeah. 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 There, yes, that's Halan Vehalehu. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Either. I, have to, I have to get to the end of the subya first. Give me, give me a, a, a little bit of time. They can't accept the witnesses after nightfall. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, 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 but again, I, I have to imagine they were doing that throughout the day already. They were doing it misafik. What are you losing if you're doing it misafik? I mean, you're making funny berachot, you know. But you're doing it misafik the whole day. You're potentially not going to have the witnesses arrive until nightfall, and then you'll keep it the next day. Or they came right before you. So oh, you see, we had a wonderful. It's not an easy life to live, I understand. It's not exactly the way you and I identify high holiday prayers, but that's what it was. There's no korban. Sure. 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 Well, the answer is yes, but we're specifically focused on when we say we mean nine and a half sha'at into the day. For your reason. That was the time of sacrifice in the Mikdash. So when we say Hitkinu Shilo Yumikabilina Ta'idin Minha min Halam Alam it's from nine and a half sha'at mani or the day. Oh you're talking about the Musa. Yeah. What would they would yeah, I guess I have to have to get it in very quickly. The less of the day has to be the, 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 uh, says uh, Rav Yosef in defending the original statement of Rav in Shemuel, who told us that no da bezo asura bezo. That's why I told you, far from easy, Maris over here. And the Gemara then qualified and said, "How are you going to deal with takanat Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai?" You're saying Israel it's different than Chutzlaret. The statement here of Rav Yosef is not so. What do you mean not so? Even in Eretz Israel, even in the land of Israel, kedusha hat. That's the statement. Uh, why would that be? 
I mean, now that we're accepting witnesses, if I'm bimakom be'din, I accept the witnesses. I now have the knowledge uh, that today is Rosh Hashanah. Why am I having Kedushah There's no safek any longer. My ta'ama, what would the reason be that even after the destruction of the Mikdash, when I have no fear of Shirat Levim, when I'm going to accept witnesses until the evening, when there's no safek any longer, that I'm observing and accepting both of these days as one Kedushah, as a 48-hour period, and in turn, as Rav and Shemuel told me, even in the land of Israel, my ta'ama, Statement, the explanation of Rav Yosef is one which we mentioned uh, during the class yesterday when we read from that Teshubav Rav Haigaon. It's this concept which we encountered in Masechet Sanhedrin once as well. It's called the Davar Baminyan. When we envision and understand Takanot, establishment of the Hachamim, there are different types. There's establishments that are specifically connected to the reason of what was disturbing and them and what they feared people were falling prey to. And as a result, they built a gate, they made an enactment because of that. They made it clear and sometimes if the reason is gone, the takana de gezera will be gone. Alternatively, davar shebaminyan means this was a full-fledged, severe circumstance. The rabbis gathered together, the leaders of the generation, and they counted up, literally. They voted on the matter. In those sorts of situations, davar shebaminyan, the only way to annul it is not by saying, well, reality changed, the world is a different place, the community has evolved. No, you need a minyan aher lahatiro, you need a full-fledged voting election, not really, in order, what's that? It was a davar shebaminyan. Why he established it as a davar shebaminyan? has to be he feared that if I don't have full severity and buy-in from the leaders of the generation, people aren't going to listen to this. But that's the suggestion here. The second suggestion is... Actually, not saying it's going to keep two days anyway. So don't, so don't make the change to accept all day. The Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai, that you're not... Will accept all day. Will accept all day, but. Will accept all day, but the establishment of the day as Kedushah Ahad. In the scheme of things, we look backwards. I don't understand it fully. I hear what you're saying. In terms of severity in the moment, he says, I need conceptually, I need practically this to be treated as a 48-hour period. That's the suggestion of the Gemara. Now, this concept of a davar minyan, sarich minyan hatiro, where did that get derived from? Do we really have a tradition on this? Is there such a thing that sometimes in, in our history they've come together and they've established it with all that? And I, as I've told you more than once, this sort of, this concept causes, I don't mean it in the fullest sense, but causes problems in the halakha world. Because from time to time you'll be dealing with an issue and you'll be saying, okay, well I have a reason to be lenient on this because of this and I understand that it changed. And the poskim will discuss this and then someone will say, but by the way, I think this was a davar shebaminyan. That tears down the whole conversation. You can't deal with the conversation any longer. It's over. That's it. You can't, you can't change it. It's one of these ironclad things. 
Effectively, you mean you need minyan acher. The Gemara is going to mention as well that you need it to be gadol mimenu bechokmal b'minyan. There's a machloket harishonim whether in a davar minyan always you need a greater in terms of mind and, and number. That's Harambam's opinion. Or alternatively, specifically when the reason changed. Either way you go on this, yes, it's generally speaking going to be you need greater in number and in knowledge, which, as we said, is impossible in the Gemara's formulation. You're always having yiridata in terms of intellectual capacity. Says the Gemara, Amar of Yosef, how do I make that claim? What is it that underbellied my statement, this Davash Baminyan? There is this entity called the Davash Baminyan. Before we read his words of Mina Aminale, where do I come, where did I come up with this sort of concept? Let me again remind you what we had today. We had Raven Shimuel who told us that Rosh Hashanah is Kedusha Ahat. We had the counter of uh, of uh, Rabbah who told us from the time of the destruction of the Mikdash it's now Sheteh Kedushot. We had the counter to that of uh, of Raven Shemuel by Abaye. It sounded like in the Gemara that there's a difference between the land of Israel and the outside of the land of Israel. And then the last extreme is Rav Yosef that even today along the lines of Raven Shemuel's simple statement at the beginning Kedusha Hat. Why so? Davar Minyan. Where did he come up with that? Dichtiv. Those are two pesukim, which are relevant. The second one, even from this week's parasha, the first one from Sefer Devarim to Ma'amad Har Sinai. At this point, we have no idea what they have to do with anything. I'll translate them for you, and Gemara will have to explain to us what it has to do with this concept. The first one is, tell them, B'nai Israel, God tells Moshe, tell B'nai Israel to go back to their tents. What that really means is go resume marital relations with their wives. Until now, we had a three-day build-up of making certain that nobody was involved with uh, family relations. Now, shuvu lachem la'aho lachem. What does I have to do with Second one, bimshoch hayovel hem maya'alu bahar. As the shofar, as that sound of the shofar resounds after this har sinai, ma'amad har sinai, then you can go on to the mountain. What does that have to do with Davash Baminyan? These are Pesukim, which are beautiful and explaining to us what happened at Har Sinai. What does it have to do with anything? And then lastly, he begins quoting Halachot with regards to Kerem Revai. Now, the last Halacha which he sets forth is Kerem Revai, a Mishnah, Utnan. Kerem Revai, we'll have to read that Halacha tomorrow, that Mishnah. But what is Kerem Revai? Kerem Revai is the concept that every time you, you plant a vineyard as a kerem, neta as any fruit tree, the halakha is the first three years you can't benefit from them. That's called orla. And then on the fourth year, there's a particular halakha. You need to take the fruits and bring them to Yerushalayim and enjoy them there. So that's where somehow from all of these matters, from the pasukov, go back to your tents, resume family relations. The pasukov, when you're allowed to go on to Har Sinai. The Mishnah, which is going to talk about kerem revai, somehow we're going to derive from this, this concept, a very important one of Davar Shibaminyan, which really determines, says Rav Yosef, a very important halacha in our context. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen,